Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of this Let's Ride Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. I hope that you have had a phenomenal week. I hope that you are someone that is enjoying, if you are in this part of the country that has this crazy weather, I know that for us here in Maryland, it's not normal for us to get this much snow before the holidays, but here we are. We had about a foot of snow dumped on us. I'm looking out my window. It's a beautiful scene. Just gorgeous. I mean, I can count on one hand how many times when I hear Christmas music that talks about snowing and let it snow and marshmallow world and all this stuff, that it's actually happened. Like I can count on one hand. I'm 37 years old. I can count on one hand. So it's been a really exciting time for us here in Maryland, for my family. And I hope that for you, wherever you are, you're getting geared up for the holidays. And speaking of the holidays, I hope that you're checking out our Christmas memory podcasts, which are going on every single day from now up until the Christmas holiday. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, that's fine. It's just kind of giving us a deadline, an end point. And I hope you check this out. Every evening at 7 p.m., we are going to go through, and one of us, I started off, that's already up there. You should check that out. That was published on Wednesday. Uh, I went first on Wednesday. Dave Schofield did Thursday. His brother Rich is doing Friday. And we're going to have one over the weekends. Check them out. It's just a really cool way of getting to know the podcasters a little bit, in a little different way. Because, I mean, you hear us talk about the Steelers ad nauseum. But 
how often do you hear us talk about our childhood and how we grew up? We're trying to create a close-knit family-type atmosphere, and that's where we're coming from. So I hope you enjoy those, and I hope that you are getting ready for the holiday season. But you know what I'm getting ready for? I'm getting ready for this Pittsburgh Steelers team coming down the stretch. That's what I'm really getting ready for. And as I sat here, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to be doing my pick for this upcoming game against the Bengals. That'll happen on Monday. I'm going to give you my picks. That'll be in the second part of the show. But I'm not going to give you, you know, all the – I'm just not going to dive into all that stuff just yet. Why? Simple. I I just want to make sure that I can get all my ducks in a row. For instance, right now the Bengals, I don't even know who their quarterback is. I really don't know who their quarterback is or who it's going to be because I know they have some uh, uh, some of their backups are banged up. But what I was thinking about, I was thinking about this team. I'm, I'm shoveling snow, okay? I'm shoveling a foot of snow, shoveling our cars out that are out by the street. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to talk about on this Friday? Let's ride. What am I going to talk about? I got it. Came to me like a bolt of lightning. And I was like, boom, this Steelers team needs a 2005-type streak. And what I mean by that is that the Steelers right now in 2020, you know, they're 11-2. and two. That is vastly different from that 2005 team that was barely going to make the – that wasn't even – they were not guaranteed to make the playoffs. The Steelers this year have already locked up a spot in the playoffs. But what I'm saying is that that Steelers team, that 2005 team got hot at the right time. And I think it's important for this team to follow suit. So let's take a trip down memory lane, though, shall we? Let's take a trip down. Let's go back. Let's, as Brian Anthony Davis would say, let's hop in the black and gold DeLorean. Let's set it for 2005. And I want to set the stage for you here in case you forgot or in case you were young and you don't remember that 2005 season. So the Steelers had lost three games in a row. Okay, they lost at Baltimore 16-13 to in overtime. The next week, they go to Indianapolis and get their doors blown off. I believe that was Monday Night Football against Peyton Manning and the Colts, 26-7. to I, th- I think that was Monday Night Football, and I'm pretty sure Ike Taylor got burnt by Marvin Harrison on a uh, an out-and-up move. It was like the first play from scrimmage, and it was just all downhill from there. The following week, they come back to Heinz Field. Cincinnati beats them 38-31. to That's the famous game where T.J. Hushmanzato wiped his cleats off with a terrible towel as they were leaving the, the field, and they had lost three in a row, and everyone thought all of a sudden they're done. They're not making the playoffs. This team is toast. But then they went on a four-game winning streak to finish up the regular season. In case you forgot, the first win versus Chicago in the snow at Heinz Field. We all remember Jerome Bettis running over Brian Urlacher. They win 21-9. to then they go up to Minnesota, the old uh, the old dome up there, and they beat the Minnesota Vikings eighteen to three, eighteen to three. Ugly game, I remember that game very well. But they win. They come back right around the holidays, Christmas time. I think that was maybe the day after the holidays. They beat the Browns forty one to nothing. I'll never forget the headline in the papers the day after because I was back home in Wheeling, West Virginia, for the holidays. It said seasons beatings as they completely demolished the Browns 41 to nothing. And then in the re- in the regular season finale, they beat the Detroit Lions 35 to 21. That was the game where Jerome Bettis was kind of like sent off, you know, everyone they were chanting, you know, one more year, we love you Jerome and I mean it was an emotional time for him because he knew he wasn't going to play at Heinz Field anymore. They win, they got into the playoffs as a 6 seed and the rest is history. 
The rest is history. And now you might be thinking, what does that season have to do with this season when those two teams in terms of record are so vastly different? And I under, hey, I get that. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. What I'm saying is that while that season in terms of record was vastly different, this season in terms of how they should be playing getting into the playoffs is very comparable. Let me dive into this. So let's look at 2020. The Steelers have lost two games in a row. And boy, do they need to hit their stride going into the playoffs. Look at the last three games they have on their schedule. At Cincinnati, Cincinnati's 2-10-1 on Monday Night Football. Then they go. Then they host the Indianapolis Colts in the regular season finale. The Colts are 9-4. Then they go to Cleveland in Week 17. Cleveland's 9-4. They Cleveland very well might need that game. The Steelers might not need that game at all. They might be able to just rest players. And that might be the best-case scenario, that they're playing well enough that they feel like, okay, we can give Ben the week off, we can give players like Cam Hayward, Stephon Tewitt the week off, and we can manage. I don't know. But the one thing, if I want to compare the two, is that when you look back at that 2005 team, and I rattled off the scores of that four-game winning streak that they went on, what was the most impressive thing to me? It was the defense. They really leaned on the defense. I mean, this is when, in 2020, the Steelers need their defense to be absolutely dominant. I mean, they need them to be lights-out dominant. That's what the Steelers need when it comes to how they need to be playing down the stretch. In 2005... Those four games, the Steelers averaged, they gave up 8.25 points per game. I mean, think about that. Four-game stretch where they averaged 8.25 points per game. That is nuts. It's incredible. That is incredible when you think about that that run that they run. So right now, the 2020 Steelers, they need their defense to really step up. And you might think, Jeff, what else can they do? What else... Can the Steelers' defense do that they're not already doing? They're taking the ball away. They're even scoring points on occasion. What else can they do? Well, a lot of the things that I think they can do, they just can do better. They're already doing it well. They can do it better. I'm going to always reference the rule of 20. I firmly believe that this Steelers' defense, if you can keep teams off of 20, you have to hope that the Steelers' offense can put up 20. That's the hope. That is the hope. Now, in the last four games, though, the Steelers' defense has done their part. The last four games, the Steelers' defense has averaged 16.5 points per game. The last four games on offense, they have not lived up to their end of the bargain. They've averaged 19.5 points per game. That's the last four. Okay, that's the last four games. But what you really need to think about, too, when we're talking about this season and what the defense can do better and what the offense can do better. I think it comes down to one category on defense. It's can they make teams one dimensional? If we've seen any type of cracks in the the Pittsburgh Steelers armor defensively, it's been the rush defense so far this season, not the last four games this season, the Pittsburgh Steelers average, they're giving up 100.9 yards per game. So far, that's sixth in the National Football League. So that's that's not bad. I mean, they're sixth and best in the league. They've, trust me, that's a top 10 defense in that category. No one's going to be complaining, but can they step it up a notch? 
and you think about the game against Buffalo, you think about the game against Washington, maybe not Washington was a different, that was like an aberration. You think about the games against Baltimore, where the teams were able to successfully run the ball or run the ball well enough that it really opened up their offense. That's what the Steelers' defense can get better with. That's what they can do. So if you're wondering, what can the defense do better? Make teams one-dimensional. Don't even give them the hope or the thought that they could actually come into Pittsburgh or wherever the game's being played and that they could win by running the ball. That's what cannot happen. Can't happen. No way. The Steelers have to be stout and force teams to be one-dimensional. On the other side of the ball, well, I think we all know where we're going to go with this one. The Steelers have to be able to run the football. I mean, they have to be able to run the football. And I don't care about what's happened so far this season. They need to find some way to just have some semblance of balance throughout this season. Again, not the last four games. This has been the entire season. The Steelers are averaging 89.1 yards per game. That is 31st in the NFL. They have averaged 89.1 yards per game. That is second to last. The last place team is the Houston Texans, just shy of 89 yards. If the Steelers want to be legitimate threats, they have to be able to run the ball. I'm not expecting them to run it for 150 yards a game. I'm not expecting them to all of a sudden look like the Baltimore Ravens of 2019 where they averaged over 200 yards a game. That's not them. That's not their identity. I'm not going to ask them to do that, period. Not not at all. But what I will say this, I will say that the Steelers are capable and they should be able to get a plan together and run the ball more efficiently. If you need third and one, you get out, you get down there, and you get that yard. If you're at the goal line, you don't run six plays and fail every single time. You have to be able to do the dirty work. That's what the Pittsburgh Steelers need to do. And I understand a lot of people are really down on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. I mean, they're really down on the Steelers. They think that the Steelers are heading in the wrong direction. They think that the Steelers are going to be basically just stick a fork in them. They're done. I got to give credit to Mark Caballi of The Athletic, okay? Because Mark Caballi of The Athletic put this in, in a really – I'm going to read this to you. He has this nice little graphic. You can find him at Mark Caballi on Twitter. And it's basically all the teams that are in the playoffs or vying for the playoffs, well, how have they been playing lately? Well – Let's take a look. The Kansas City Chiefs, they're 12-1. and Did you know that they have five straight one-possession wins starting on November 8th? Five straight one-possession wins. Maybe not as dominant as you think. The Seattle Seahawks are 9-4. and They've lost three of four after their 5-0 and start, and they just most recently lost to the New York Giants. How about the Los Angeles Rams? They're 9-4. and They lost to the 49ers twice over a six-week span, and we know that the 49ers are banged up. They're not very good this year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 8-5. They've lost 3-5, of including a 35-point blowout to the New Orleans Saints. Speaking of those Saints, they're 10-3. They lost to the 3-7-1 Eagles with a rookie quarterback in Jalen Hurts last week. The Green Bay Packers are 10-3, but let's not forget they've lost to the Buccaneers. They got demolished on primetime, and they lost to the Vikings in a three-week span. The Buffalo Bills, who just beat the Steelers on Sunday Night Football, they've lost two in a row, including 
by 22 points to the Titans. Okay, the Baltimore Ravens are eight and five. They've lost four of five games from November 1st to December 2nd. They've lost four of five. The Pittsburgh, we know that they have lost two in a row after an 11 and no start. I don't need to go over that anymore. Cleveland Browns are nine and four. They lost to the Steelers and the Raiders in the span of three weeks. Most of the time when they play good teams, they're not winning those games. The Las Vegas Raiders are seven and six. They've lost three of four after starting six and three. The Miami Dolphins, 8-5. They lost to the Broncos after winning five in a row. The Tennessee Titans are 9-4. They've lost three of four, including a 17-point loss to the Colts. And speaking of those Colts, they're 9-4. They've lost two of four, including a 10-point loss to the Titans. So what's the point of all this? Why are we even talking about this? Well, it's simple. We're talking about it because ultimately this is the this these are the teams that the Steelers are being compared to. These are the teams that the Steelers are potentially going to play in the postseason. Now I know I said the I talked about the NFC. They won't play wouldn't play them until they get to the Super Bowl. But not I don't think anyone right now can say that they're they feel like their team is just heads head and head and shoulders above everyone else. And most would say the Chiefs, the Chiefs are letting teams hang around. They're not as dominant as everyone thinks. So just a uh, a little reality check there. But what is the whole point of this segment? It is that the Steelers need to be playing their best football at the right time. I could care less about the last two games. I could care less about Juju Smith-Schuster dancing on a logo. What I do care about is how do they finish these last three games and head into the playoffs? We hope it's healthy, but we also hope that they're finding ways to win in dominant fashion. That's the most important thing. And if you haven't listened to my Wednesday Let's Ride, which talked about how style points do matter, I suggest you check that out. Make sure you check that out. But hey, we have picks to go through in a heart-to-heart segment. So when we come back after this break, or should I say when I come back after this break, I'll deliver the goods. We'll be right back. now with Game Pass. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to part two of this Let's Ride podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host of, and I'm the co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Just a quick reminder, if you're a Steeler fan, my goodness, you need to check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. And always, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you follow us, subscribe, whatever the case may be, so that you never miss any of our audio content. I just want to make something very clear before I start my picks. I've been garbage with my picks. And in some ways, I'm still trash with my picks. But I will say this. Last week, over under... I was in the top five of everyone, not just on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, but every expert that puts in picks at TallySite.com. Over under, I was money last week. I was money. So in other words, maybe you all should be paying attention. My picks have gotten a lot better recently. Let's get to those picks. Let me find that tape. 
All right, let's go. Let's do this. This is a great time of year, guys. This is when Saturday games start. That's right. This is when Saturday games actually start because the college football season has basically died down. They don't have many games left. So the NFL says, fine, we'll give you some Saturday games. So on Saturday at 4.30 p.m., the Buffalo Bills go to the Denver Broncos. Buffalo is going to be on a, a short week, and they have to travel. Buffalo is giving six. The over-under set at 50. If there's a team that can travel to Denver and be able to play, they're not worried about the weather or the cold, it's the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills are really starting to pick up some steam. They're getting some momentum. They're going to be riding high after that win over the Steelers. I like the Bills to win, giving six. I'll take the over of 50 because I think this will be a high-scoring game. Saturday at 8.15 p.m., the Carolina Panthers go to the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Who knows what the weather's going to be like. Green Bay is giving 8.5 points with an over-under of 51.5. Carolina's been very competitive this year, but they're just missing a couple pieces. It doesn't look like Christian McCaffrey's going to play. So I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers giving 8.5 to beat the Panthers, and I will take the under of 51.5 because with the weather up there, you just don't know. I'm going to take the under. Next, we go to Sunday. Now we're at the 1 o'clock slate on Sunday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Tampa Bay's giving six. I think Tampa Bay's going to start to hit their stride. They've lost some games they should have won. I think they're going to be a lot better, a lot more competitive. I'm going to take Tampa Bay in Atlanta giving six. The over-under 50.5. I'm going to take the over. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Next, the Detroit Lions go to Tennessee. Tennessee is still very much in the in in the running, not just for their division, but also a playoff spot. Tennessee's giving 10.5 points. I'm not sure if Matthew Stafford is going to play at the time that I'm recording this. It's up in the air. If he plays, I would be tempted to take the Lions getting 10.5. But if he's banged up enough that they're not sure, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans giving 10.5. I think they're going to run all over Detroit. They're at home. The over-under set at 51.5. I'm going to take the under. Next, still with the 1 o'clock game, San Francisco 49ers to the Dallas Cowboys. Such a classic matchup, but oh my gosh, this is an awful game to watch. San Francisco is giving three. Dallas is at home getting points. I'm going to take Dallas at home getting three. The over-under set at 45. I will take the over. The Houston Texans go to the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC South matchup. The Indianapolis Colts are giving seven I like the Colts. I think that they're they're another team that they're going to be in the playoffs, and they're going to be primed and ready to go. Phillip Rivers seems to be playing some good football. I like the Colts going uh, hosting the Houston Texans, giving seven. I take the Colts giving seven. I think they'll cover. Over-under set at 51. I will take the over. Next to NFC North, Chicago Bears go to the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota's giving three points. I was tempted to take the Bears getting three, but I said, nah, Minnesota's got this. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings giving three. Total over-unders at 47. I will take the over. I think that there will be more points there than people think. The Seattle Seahawks have to travel across country to the Washington football team. Seattle's giving five and a half. Most people would say, wow, Washington, you know, they're coming off back-to-back wins. They're looking good. But Alex Smith has not been practicing. They're not sure if he's going to play. I think that's a big deal. I'm going to take Seattle giving 5.5. The over-under set at 44.5. I'm going to take the under, though. I'm going to take the under of 44.5, but I will take the Eagles giving 5.5. The New England Patriots, we're still at the 1 o'clock games, folks. New England Patriots go down to South Beach to play the Miami Dolphins. Miami's giving two points. The over-under set at 41.5. I don't, something about last week really changed my tune with the Miami Dolphins. They didn't beat the Kansas City Chiefs, but they hung tight. Tua looked good. 
He seems to be the future for Miami. I will take the Dolphins giving two over the Patriots. Over under set of 41.5, I will take the over. The Jacksonville Jaguars go to M&T Bank Stadium to play the Baltimore Ravens. At this point in time, the Jaguars are hoping that somehow, someway, the New York Jets find a way to win a game so that they might be in the discussion for Trevor Lawrence if he decides to come out of college and leave Clemson. The Baltimore Ravens need to win every single game on the way out to hope that they have a chance at making the playoffs. Baltimore's getting 13, and that seems like a ridiculous line, but you know what? I like the Ravens to cover 13. The over-under set at 47.5. Take the under. I don't think Jacksonville's going to score a lot of points. We'll put it that way. Now, 405, the New York Jets go to the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams are red hot, but the New York Jets, they are getting 17.5 points here. I'll say it again. 17.5 points, folks. That is insane. The over-under set at 44. I'm going to take the Jets to cover. They're going to get 17.5. I think they'll keep it close enough. Over-under set at 44, take the under, but I think that the Jets will be close enough at 17.5. That's insane. What a line. Next, the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts is a new quarterback. Go to Arizona to play Kyler Murray and company. This is a tough one to pick. Philadelphia is getting 6.5, and they looked a lot more complete uh, against the Saints last week coming off that win. I don't think they win this game, but I think that they keep it close. I'm going to take the Eagles getting 6.5. The over-under set at 49.5. I'll take the under. A lot of unders this week. Kansas City Chiefs. This might be the game of the week. Sunday at 4.25 p.m. Kansas City Chiefs are giving three. The Saints. Oh, well, gosh. If Drew Brees was playing, this would be even better, but he's not. I'm going to take the Chiefs giving three, even though they're on the road in New Orleans. Tough place to play. The over-under is 51.5. Take the over. Take the over and a runaway. On Sunday Night Football, the Cleveland Browns go to the New York Giants to play. Uh, at MetLife Stadium. The Giants are getting four and a half at home. The over-under set at 44 and a half. There's something about this game. I don't know what it is. I'm not saying it's a letdown for the Browns coming off a Monday Night Football loss to the Ravens. That was a huge game, and they come up short in a big moment. But there's something about this game that tells me take the Giants getting four and a half. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think it's going to be close. The New York Giants getting four and a half at home. I'm going to take the Giants. I'm going to take the over of 44 and a half. Whew, so there you have it, folks. There you have it. Those are my picks for this week. Your mon- if you're if you were I don't know, daydreaming and you like where's where's his pick for the Monday night game? You'll get the pick for Monday on Monday. So there you have that. I want to finish up with something here on my heart to heart segment. This is if in case you're just listening for the first time. My heart to heart segment is when um, I basically just talk about anything that comes to mind. Anything that comes to mind. Sometimes it's football related. Sometimes it's not. Most of the time it's football related. I got to sound off on something here for a second. Uh, just the other day on Twitter, it, this was totally harmless, by the way. Totally harmless. I am not putting someone on blast or anything like that. This was completely harmless. But I had a follower of mine who sent me a message and said, Hey, Jeff, did you see the latest CBS mock draft? What do you think about their pick? And I, I don't know what it why I got so I, I get so triggered about this stuff. I I cannot, I cannot talk about the NFL draft right now. I'm not going to talk about the NFL draft right now. For the love of all things holy, please don't ask me about the NFL draft right now. 
And you might say, well, why? Why, Jeff? We value your opinion, and I appreciate it. If you do value my opinion enough that you are going to go onto Twitter and mention me or, or hit me up and say, hey, what do you think? I'm not going to... I'm not going to say anything mean or anything like that. And I'll answer your question because I'm a nice guy. And I've always said it. I used to be the fan that would try to send messages to people like Ed Bouchette or Jerry Dulac, and they would never respond. And so I told myself if I ever got a following that people looked to me for Steelers news in some way, shape, or form, I will always respond. I will always respond. So First and foremost, if you don't follow me on Twitter and you want to ask me questions or whatever, you can follow me at jhartman underscore P-I-T. That's H-A-R-T-M-A-N. And that's my that's my main thing here is, is I want to always be there for the fans because so many of these people that are personalities, that are beat writers, they, they aren't there for the fans. It's their job, and they're not going to answer your question, and you're going to be like, what the heck? I just want this one question answered. So by all means, I want, to know, I want you to know that I'm not that type of guy. But I cannot focus on anything other than the Steelers right now as they're 11-2, three games left in the regular season. They've already locked up a playoff spot, and they're a win away from clinching the division. I'm sorry. I could care less about the Steelers' draft pick or where they're going to draft or what position they want to target. Folks, we will have so much time when the season is done, hopefully in February. We will have so much time to talk about positions and draft stock and players and who the Steelers might target and who they're going to do. We will have show after show after show. In fact, myself and Brian Anthony Davis had a really good meeting the other day and have some really good ideas for content this offseason. And one of those is really really all was based around the NFL draft and it's going to be a weekly program. I can't say I'm going to be a part of it, but make sure if you're a draft person, you're going to love that show. Just going to put that out there right now. But I, I, for those of you that maybe have just started following me and didn't, you, this is your, you're listening to the Let's Ride is getting the first time you're hearing my thoughts on some of this stuff. I am not an NF, I'm not not a college football guy. I am not. I don't have a favorite team. I don't watch college football. I don't really like college football. Um, It's just too watered down for me. It's just too watered down. And when you throw in the fact that this was such a strange season with coronavirus, COVID-19 impacting schedules, canceling games, rescheduling games, you got teams like Ohio State that are have only played a handful of games, but they're clearly one of the best teams in the nation. There's politics in college football, and I hate that. Yeah, I love in the NFL, if you win enough games and you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. That's not the way it is in college football. You've got these selection process and who deserves what and whose win was better than that. I get, I just cannot get into it. I really can't. And because I don't watch it that much, I can't give you honest opinions on any player right now. What I typically do, just so we're all clear, when the Steelers season is done, I will start to put together, along with the rest of the staff at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, some team needs. What are the team needs for the Steelers now? Like, What are the positions they should be looking for in free agency in the draft? And then we start to break it down. Who are some players that fit? Who are some players that should be available? And this takes weeks and months of, of really just going through everything. 
I have to learn about these players. So yeah, there are some people out there that love college football and they love certain prospects and they would love to see these people in black and gold. I get it. I really do. But at the same time, I'm just not one of those people. Not yet. Anyways, I can't think about the college football playoffs or I can't think about the draft because the Steelers are 11 and two gearing up for the playoffs. The Steelers fan base should be so pumped up right now because they haven't been in the playoffs since 2017. Think about that. That's the last time we saw the Steelers in the playoffs. We've They've already guaranteed their spot, and they're a win away from really, really setting themselves up for success in the postseason. So that's what I'm focused on. Again, I'm not putting anyone on blast. It was an honest question. And this person obviously didn't know my stance on college football. And I just want to make that blanket statement. You are not going to see mock drafts on our website until the season is over. It's just, that's my, as the editor of the site, I just, I will not do that. You will not see any mock drafts until the Pittsburgh Steelers season is done. Hopefully in February. I keep on saying that. Hopefully in February. (laughs) Hopefully you understand why. Because hopefully that means that they're playing meaningful games, meaning the Super Bowl. Keep that in mind. All right, folks, that does it. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I hope you have a great weekend planned. I'm I'm always curious what people do on the weekends when the Steelers don't play. Do you watch a bunch of football? Do you kind of get away from it? Uh, this is the last weekend before the holidays, so a lot of people will be doing some some holiday shopping. I get that. I'm I'm basically done, so I don't I won't be doing that. But at the same time, I'm always curious how that how that works out. So hey, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, you can at J Hartman H A R T M A N underscore P I T. I would be glad to welcome you in my following and answer any questions you might have. In the meantime, folks, make sure that BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. And wherever you get your podcasts, follow us. Search Steelers Behind the Steel Curtain. You get my Let's Ride podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The live mic on Tuesday morning. Uh, the, the Dave Schofield and the Stat Geek on Thursdays. All of our Christmas memories every every night at 7 p.m. All leading up to the holiday and all of our afternoon content. It's the best. It's the best. As we always finish it out here, folks, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Here we go. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.